Hey, All Things listeners, you are listening to a special episode of All Things Today. This episode is not part of my regularly scheduled season, but rather it is a standalone and unsponsored episode. It's a recording of a conversation I had with my friend and brother in Christ, Pastor Marwan Abul Zalaf, about 12 days ago. I've had Pastor Marwan on All Things before. He is a husband and a dad and a church planter in Beirut, Lebanon. Because Pastor Marwan is a Christian brother in the region, I thought of him right away on October 7th when Hamas horrifically attacked Israel. He lives just a few hours drive north of Gaza in neighboring Lebanon, and he has much family history as well as present ties to communities in the region. Our conversation is a chance for you and me to hear from a Christian who was born in the Middle East, moved to the U.S. as a boy, and then moved back uh, about nine years ago as a church planter. Our conversation, as you'll hear, is not necessarily a discussion of politics or policy or even the current war per se. It's really an opportunity for you and me to have ears to hear from a brother who is and has been personally and deeply affected by all that is transpiring. As always, with all things, I hope and pray that this episode honors the Lord and that it serves you, the listener. I hope this is just one of many opportunities that you're taking to lean in, to listen well, to learn more, and to pray for peace and justice and God's will be done in the Middle East. Be sure to check the show notes if you'd like to, if you're interested, if you want to keep learning more, there will be some things there that might be helpful to you. And as always, I am grateful for you tuning in. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for this conversation and for Marwan, and I'm thankful that I can share it with you today. Thanks. Welcome, friends, to this special episode of All Things. When um, the war broke out in Israel this past weekend, when we heard of the attack of Hamas um, in Israel, I knew right away that I would like to know more, that I wanted to be better informed, that I wanted to um, at least scratch the surface more deeply than I have in the past. You're probably like me, and you feel ill-equipped to even read the headlines and decipher articles and know exactly what to think and how to pray. Um, It feels quite overwhelming. At least that's how I I feel. One of my first thoughts was about my friend, Pastor Marwan, who is in Beirut. He has been on all things before um, as we talked about the explosions that happened in Beirut. I think our conversation, Marwan, was over a year and a half or so ago. Um, But I thought of you and your church and your family as you live just hours outside of Israel and what's going on there now. And you are a believer and a church planter and um, just a faithful Christian brother in that context. And so I thought, It might benefit the church, and I knew it would benefit myself to hear some of how you're processing what's going on, um, how your family's doing, how your church is doing in the midst of this war that has surprisingly um, started in the last few days. So Marwan, let me first say thank you for taking time. I know that your burdens are heavy in this moment and you're um, recording this episode uh, at night in Beirut. And so thank you. And can you start by introducing yourself again to our audience and letting them know a little bit about your heritage and your current role and calling there in Lebanon? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. It's good to be with you. And, uh, yeah, as, as we kind of said briefly, uh, right before, I'm, I'm thankful for you. Uh, we've not met in person, but you are a, a friend and a, a dear sister and you, and you have reached out, uh, on different occasions over the years, uh, just to ask how we're doing, to let us know that you're praying for us. And that, that means so much. And so, uh, thank you for taking the time, uh, and, and for, yeah, for even this, 
Um, yes, yeah, so uh, my name is Marwan, pastor, uh, City Bible Church here in Beirut, Lebanon. The church is five and a half years old. Uh, my wife and I have been in Lebanon for seven years, uh, but in the Middle East uh, for a little bit over nine. Uh, we were in Dubai before that for a couple of years. I have two young boys, Noah and Shia, uh, and yeah, the Lord Lord has been faithful. Uh, as you mentioned, the explosion and other things. There have been lots of different hardships that have happened uh, in, in in the time that we've been here in the Middle East, uh, serving for the sake of the gospel, uh, and 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 yet we've seen God's faithfulness. And so, uh, yeah, briefly about me, um, and even maybe why, why we're we're having this conversation. Um, so when I introduce myself here in the country, I try to explain that I'm a mix of the region. Uh, I have Lebanese and American citizenship. And so since the age of seven, I was raised in, in the U.S. Um, but I also have ties both uh, uh, to, to Palestine uh, and uh, to Iraq. My mom is Chaldean. And so kind of a mix of the region. I was born in Kuwait. And, uh, and so uh, why even talk about this? I think because it's... Um, it's something that has affected me in different ways. Uh, and I've seen a change kind of as we open up this topic. I've, I've seen uh, a change even within myself of how I view these things. And so it's grown to become uh, kind of a, a bit of a, a greater passion. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's briefly who I am. Um, and then looking forward to this time to some yeah, degree. thank you. I'm a bit nervous. I don't know <laughs> right. if looking forward is the best way of saying it. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I trust this is of the Lord and I'm, I'm thankful for the time with you. I agree. Yeah, I feel the same way um, as I have been praying about what this episode might look like. Um, obviously, you and I both, our heart is first to honor the Lord, and but we also want to serve the church. And so we do embark on this conversation with um, hesitancy, some trepidation as we realize mm -hmm. that um, there are strong feelings regarding um, Israel and Palestine and what's happening and strong feelings here in the U.S. And, and so, yeah, my, you and I both have admitted freely our understanding in terms of politics and in history um, is going to be insufficient, especially mine. You know, clearly you know far more than I do, especially mine is insufficient though. But I think it just helps the church and it would serve the church to sort of humanize what's happening. These headlines are mm. awful. The scenes are awful. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, what is, what is it like for a brother in the faith nearby? So I, I think, you know, starting us off, maybe it would be helpful for those listening because most people listening will probably be Christians in the United States. Right. So maybe um, ground yourself a bit like, you know, where did you grow up here? Where did you go to seminary? What's your the theological yeah. background? What's your church like right now? You know, give yeah. us kind of that theological introduction to who you are. Yeah. And then let's talk more also about just the human angle of of how you're experiencing what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. So, so I grew up uh, as a nominal believer, oh, sorry, not nominal Christian, kind of by name alone. Both sides of my family, uh, as, as far as they go back, they identified as Christians, but but we know that just uh, the name of Christian doesn't necessarily mean you understand um, uh, the gospel of grace, uh, the gospel of Christ, that we are saved by grace alone through faith alone. Uh, and so that happened uh, when I was in the U.S. Uh, as a uh, younger boy and uh, went to a kind of a, a non-denominational uh, church uh, in, in the U.S. in San Diego is where I grew up. And uh, over the years, uh, I, I would say, usually I describe it this way, that uh, my, my theology became more reformed, uh, my ecclesiology became a bit more established, 
um, started seeing the, the role of the local church uh, in the life of the believer, uh, and so and also also the, the role of uh, the gospel to be central uh, in all of life. Um, and so I, I think I'll also say uh, as, as a preface, um, I am not a political analyst. <laughs> I, I uh, uh, I'm, I'm a pastor, uh, American Lebanese. Uh, I kind of put the American first because uh, the language that I'm stronger in is English. And most of my life, since the age of seven, I, I lived in the U.S. up until nine years ago. Um, and so um, kind of say that as a preface because I, I, I'm not going to know all the, uh, the the deep political history or be able to cover all those things. But, but the way that I'm looking at these things are not only as, as, a, as a Christian uh, who, who uh, believes in the sufficiency and the authority of Scripture, who understands uh, um, eternal things are more important than temporal things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think there is a bit of a, a unique, if any, and anyone has, has read uh, an article that I posted a couple of years ago or published um, just about uh, Palestine and Israel and Zionism, these are hot topics. <laughs> these are topics that... Uh, no one really has time for, um, and they're they're touchy, um, and in some ways it's the uh, the untouchable topic as I've as I've come to see. Now I'm uh, part Palestinian. I have uh, I have an auntie in Gaza. Uh, my uncle lives in Bethlehem. My family name comes from uh, kind of before there was borders, uh, right? And so kind of the, the northern uh, Levant area, uh, northern Palestine. Uh, just outside of Haifa, which is where most of my family originates come, the, the uh, Abu Zola family. Um, and so um, I'm Palestinian as far as uh, culturally, um, believer, as far as my primary identity. And yet the church that I came to faith in, um, the Lord saved me and grew me, uh, was a church that's very pro-Israel. Um, very. Uh, we, we talked briefly, and, and the article uh, that, that, I, that I wrote um, some years ago would, would give a bit more information. But I think most churches in the U.S., uh, if, if we're being, I think that's a, that's a fair uh, mm-hmm. fair thing to say. But most churches are, are pro-Israel, whatever that really means. Uh, but, but they are pro-Israel um, as God's people, as chosen people. Some churches uh, go a bit farther down that line. The church I was a part of was, was more so. I had an Israel flag um, in, in, in the church. We talked regularly about Israel. We, we went on regular trips as a church and hosted dignitaries from Israel to the country, uh, to, to our church. And uh, all that to say, so I, I think there is some uniqueness in that I'm a Palestinian who yes. was v- very much, and I, you know, I say this with, with a, a slight um, mindfulness that this, this sound by itself could get me in a lot of trouble, but I was very much pro-Israel. Um, you know, uh, growing up in a church, you trust your pastors and your leaders and yeah. you just see how they divide God's word. And so you read Romans 9, 10, 11, and how can anyone come against God's people? Um, replacement theology and all these, all these things. And so, yeah. so I speak from a place um, of awareness, of tenderness, um, of mindfulness, uh, but, but, but really also recognition that if I couldn't see some things and I have blood um, connected to this, uh, at stake, if you will. Um, I understand why others don't. 
Uh, and so it, it took a long time for me to be able to see some things that I'm able to see more clearly now. And if I'm being honest, it's because I'm out of the U.S. Um, mm. Able to see things and maybe there'll be opportunities to share some experiences that we've had even here in Lebanon. Um, and so anyhow, so, so I think that's, that's the background. Um, so it really is a desire to, uh, what I've done privately, uh, people will reach out to me on social media or text messages, friends, not just people, ask me questions about these things over the years. How do I think about this? I see this and I don't understand that. Uh, would, would you help me see something I don't see? So I've kind of done this privately for a long time, helping people to uh, prioritize Christ and the gospel. Uh, and uh, the dignity of uh, human life, those created in, in God's image, uh, and yet know that these things are challenging and uh, controversial. Um, and so now we do it a bit more publicly, uh, yeah. again, because of what's happening in uh, in the, the fighting down south. Yeah. Um, Marwan, what, tell me about your church now and maybe your um why you guys ended up heading to the mission field and planting there. I think that's one, you know, having been a missionary myself in a much safer context, every, you know, I never lived in a context like yours. Um, But there is something to that living outside of the U S that kind of wrecks your worldview and the way you see things. So I can certainly relate to that. Um, But yeah, what is your church like now? Why did you go to the mission field? What are you in a denomination? Tell us a little bit more about right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, And so we are, um, you know, uh, how, how do we describe ourselves? We're, we're connected to the Lebanese Baptists, so we're an evangelical church recognized uh, here um, in, in, in the country. Uh, it's an English-speaking church, um, and uh, our church currently, by God's grace, I think the last time we talked, I told you we're between 40 to 50 adults on a Sunday. Um, currently, we're, we're right around 100 or so on a Sunday morning, uh, and about 60% of that would be locals. And so we, we planted this English-speaking church with the hope to reach our city. Um, and uh, again, w- with the understanding that God's regular means of making himself known is through the local church, uh, through his gathered people, through the preaching of his word, and through the display of the gospel as we love one another and serve him and serve our community. And so um, the reason we came back to Lebanon, I, I never lived here. I was born in Kuwait. Um, and again, I didn't mention this, but we were on vacation in the U.S. In summer of 1990, uh, and Iraq invaded Kuwait, uh, and that's that's how we ended up um, in the U.S. And I grew up there, and so I never lived in Lebanon, even though I've always held citizenship here. And without getting to all the details, ultimately uh, came here because we saw an opportunity, um, an open door for the gospel, uh, a, a way to minister. And again, the reason we chose church planting is because. Um, it's, it's what we see uh, in, in scripture and also historically, uh, reformed Baptist, I think is, is kind of the very, uh, general way we can, we can say that, um, how I view scripture, um, and, mm-hmm. and view this, view the church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Given that you are in, help us geographically locate where you are. Yeah. Um, where is Beirut in relation to what's happening on the ground right now and in Gaza? Yeah, so if, you, if you were looking at a, at a map and kind of the, the main um, uh, main cities, main port cities, if you will, and you can look at a, you can even turn to the back of your Bible if you'd like, and you can you can mm-hmm. follow along. Um, but right below us, the next kind of port that that juts out uh, would be Sidon. So go, that's about thirty minutes south of us driving. 
uh, cited from from the Bible. Uh, and then and then you go down a bit further, um, uh, and you see Tyre. Mm-hmm. And so the next port down would be Haifa, which is in northern Israel, northern Palestine. Um, and and then you go a bit farther down, then then you'll get Gaza. So we're I mean, I think if, if the, the borders are open and the highway stretched all the way down, uh, I can probably drive down to Jerusalem or Tel Aviv uh, in three, four hours, something like that. So, mm-hmm. so we're very close geographically, but the borders are closed. Um, and so, so, yeah, that's where we are. So yeah. uh, Israel is just south of us uh, and Syria to the north and east. Um. Is Christianity legal in Lebanon? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it is the, the the one country in the Middle East uh, that is not under uh, Islamic law, mm-hmm. and so uh, Christ Himself preached the gospel of the kingdom here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there have been Christians living in Lebanon uh, since Christ Himself walked walked here, and so it is legal um, up until, and this is part of the reason why we came out here. Uh, about 100 years ago, I think 80% of the population would say that they identified as Christians. Um, today, it's uh, closer to 30, 35%. 100 so, years ago, it was what percent, did you say? Uh, uh, over 80%. Uh, 80, over 85%. 80%. Wow. Uh, and so be- because of persecution, because of uh, wars, uh, because of difficulties living here, as well as uh, uh, opportunities outside of the Middle East, uh, many Christians have left, uh, sure. and so it, it, there, there, there was something there in God drawing us that because so many left that we um, mm-hmm. felt called to to come back. Yeah, can you tell us about Christians on the ground in your region in Lebanon, in Israel, in Palestine? I mean, um, yeah. I know that you know you are not a political analyst, and that is a big question. Um, but I think you know, oftentimes we think of Muslims and Jews. And we right. forget that there is a very real Christian population that our brothers and sisters in Christ are there on the ground. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, maybe we'll be able to come back to this. Uh, it's that um, I think a, a big part of the problem is um, in the West, we think Arab equals Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's our understanding of the Holy Land. Uh, and so the only people who honor the true God would be Jews, um, his people, right? And so, so I think I think the narrative is just off because of a lack of education or understanding, um, uh, and that's not a condemnation. That's just reality. Um, my my own in laws uh, didn't know exactly the geography of, of where we are, which is which is okay. I I, I didn't know uh, I didn't know where Arkansas was on the map. Um, if I'm being honest, I knew somewhere, somewhere in the middle, right? And so unless you're connected to something, there's no reason for you to really know the depths of it. Um, uh, and, and yet there have been Christians here uh, for millennia. Um, there have been believers in Bethlehem um, for millennia. Now, certainly because of different reasons, uh, uh, there are fewer and fewer. Some controllable, if we're being honest, others uncontrollable. Um, the majority of Christians in the Middle East would be uh, not evangelical. So you're talking uh, Orthodox, Roman Catholic, um, Eastern Orthodox, and, and, and such. So, um, but yeah, there, there are Christians here uh, throughout, throughout the region. 
I, I think I heard on a podcast this morning that accounts for about 1% of the population in Palestine and 1% in Israel. Does that feel right to you? Does it feel like it's a pretty small population on the ground? Uh, I, I want to say it's higher than that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, not, not much, unfortunately. Um, and again, I think it's, there's been a decline over the generations around the region, not just in Lebanon. Yeah. So in Lebanon, for example, you have 30%. Uh, who identify as as Christian, but less than one percent who are evangelical. So I'm not okay. sure the numbers exactly, but sure. uh, you know sure. there's a there's a specification there. Sure. Well, Marwan, let's get to sort of the crux of why I reached out to you, and yeah. um, I I really just would like to hear your perspective as a believer with Palestinian roots and um, loved ones on the ground all over the place in the Middle East. Is, is going to be just so different and so unique from the perspectives that we are hearing in the headlines. And, and my heart on all things is to, um, to bring voices to the forefront that we might not otherwise hear so that we in the church can have a, a fuller understanding of events that are happening globally um, and locally. So yeah, I know it's a huge question and it's one that is just, you know, it's a hard to answer. But can you start to get into how and why you view things uniquely from your brothers and sisters in the faith over here in North America? What has led to that? And what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. B- b- uh, big question. You're right. Yeah. You're right about that. Um, uh, I'll, I'll uh, invite you to redirect me uh, if, if maybe get carried away on one side or another, just for the sake of clarity and also sure. to be concise. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think what I found is that I just didn't see things uh, fully when I was in the U.S. Now, again, that, that could be because of the church I was a part of, um, certainly a part of it. Um, it could be because I didn't listen to, to many news uh, or to, to much news uh, other than headlines when they came out. Uh, and... Um, Maybe up until recently, I think many people are just trusting. You just trust the, the news that you hear. Uh, why would anyone lie to you, you know, about, about anything? Why, why would there be any slants on media? Uh, and then, of course, in the last you know, five, ten years or so, there's certainly uh, sides on those things. But w- w- what I found is um, a bit of turmoil internally about this issue. Again, because I am very pro one side and yet historically belong to another side. Uh, and yet that's... That's not my primary identity. There's neither Jew nor Greek, right? And uh, we, we are one in Christ. Uh, and so without really seeking out for it, I think I mentioned this to you before, this, this, um, I, I don't really have time for these things, if, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, uh, living in a country that's not uh, my kind of original home, uh, where I don't have closer family and friends, um, Again, by God's grace, he's been providing uh, uh, more than enough in those ways. But um, pastoring, church planting, challenges within Lebanon. So, so looking into these things, um, you know, isn't just a hobby because I have extra time. Uh, but, but there have been uh, uh, realizations uh, throughout, throughout the years, uh, some before moving overseas and some after. And I've just found that, wow, I, I didn't realize that I didn't know these things. Um, and again, uh, mostly through private conversations uh, and then hearing things 
uh, and saying, I don't know if I can believe that, and yet I'm seeing it over and over again. Um, stories that just are verified. Uh, uh, atrocities that uh, I didn't want to believe. Similar to what's happening in the news now, we're hearing things that are taking place at the hands of Hamas and uh, with uh, with Israel and Gaza and the fighting, and we say, that, Lord, there... <laughs> Come, Lord Jesus. Uh, where is justice? Where is peace? Um, now, I think what I've found is I've been mourning that more than just the last week. Um, for a few years now, uh, it's it's been it's been a growing burden uh, to see things that is just not being made known to the West, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, Crimes and deaths and um, human right violations and international laws and these kinds of things and just be kind of forced right when 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 you see something you can't unsee it and I think yeah. uh, both in seeing the hardships in the country understanding the needs uh, of, uh, of of all the lost um, uh, and and yet more and more just seeing that this is something that is. Um, my brothers and sisters in Christ are unaware of. Um, and I don't know how many times I've wanted to just uh, just say something online about if, you know, if I wanted, I could, I could share dozens of stories daily of things that are happening uh, in Palestine. But no one wants to hear that. Uh, and I, I, I can't make that a priority, even though I feel a burden because I've, as I mentioned, I have cousins in Bethlehem and in, in Gaza and uh, Haifa, and uh, I want to honor Christ first and foremost. I want to be mindful of, of um, you know, when, when you have truth, when you've been given um, either uh, a responsibility or if you've been given a clarity on something. And again, for me, I, I was uh, I was very blinded, so I know the blindness. I think I feel this kind of this tension of. I think if people only knew, um, there would be something. And I think the only other thing I'll mention, I'll, I'll pause so, so I don't ramble. Um, this is why a manuscript, by the way, when I, when I preach, uh, just to keep <laughs> me on point. Um, sure. And, and, um, but, but, but I think I, I'm, I'm mindful that this is a gospel issue. And again, that's back to what we were chatting on before. And I think I mentioned it. I'm not a political analyst. Uh, I'm not uh, so pro-Palestinian that I just this, that's my that's the banner that I carry, and I want people to know these uh, these issues with Israel and the crimes they're doing. Uh, yes, there, there's part of me that just feels the burden of that uh, because it's just unknown. It's unknown the things that that are happening. Um, but my bigger and my primary concern is that. Um, the name of Christ uh, is, uh, I'm not sure how to say it. Um, the, the, the gospel is being marred. Um, the name of Christ is not being rightly represented because of the strong stances with lack of truth and clarity being said about these issues. And so I feel compelled for that because I've had conversations and the gospel has been hindered uh, in, in my sharing because of 
America's position on Palestine and Israel. And so, so th- these are issues that are uh, dear on, on multiple levels. Um, so like I said, I'll, I'll pause and let you ask and, and redirect. Are you saying that when you have shared the gospel with those who are um, Arab and Muslim background or presently Muslim, that the conversation um, is somehow, you know, taken over or in the shadows of the reality that you're also American. And if you're American, that must mean you are um, unwaveringly pro-Israeli. And if you're pro-Israeli, you you cannot speak into the lives of Arabs, Muslims around you. Exactly right. I mean, just just as as much as Arabs are Muslims in the eyes of most of the West, uh, Americans are Christians, um, and again, that's 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 a, uh, that's poor judgment on on all sides, right? right. Um, but but that that is the reality of it. Okay, well, you must believe these things um, that that they see on the media, um, and 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 they're again balancing what they hear with what they're experiencing. Um, and then they hear very strong uh, defenses of um, of one country um, when they're saying, "Well, wait a minute! Like they're they're the ones who are oppressing, or they're the ones who are uh, aggressors. Why, why is this support happening here?" And so again, so it's a bit confusing. But certainly because of that, uh, Christianity generally is is is, is um, has been um, tainted with American politics. Uh, and just the thought of that, whatever the po- political position is, and obviously there are issues in, in the West on their own with uh, Christian nationalism and, and all these kinds of things that fall into Paul, just, my goodness, that's not the gospel. That's not the purpose. That's not our aim as Christians. Uh, and yet, and yet, um, these are the realities that believers are dealing with today, uh, both yeah. in the West and here, uh, because of misrepresentation of those with the loudest voices, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head um, with that one. Um, Marwan, I know that this has been, you know, a burden for you for years. This is something, you know, as you said, you wrote this article, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, You wrote it a few years ago for the Christian post, just sharing your perspective as a Christian church planter Mm -hmm. with a Palestinian background um, and your concern for the church in the U.S. Um, providing just mm-hmm. a blank check of support to the nation yeah. of Israel and how that impacts your everyday life as a believer in the Middle East. And so this is not something that, you know, this is not your hot take after this war okay. has broken out. Um, this is something that you have been ruminating over and living in and walking through Um for it sounds like more than a decade, you know, you've been in the Middle East for nine years, but obviously something that you've been yeah. sort of experiencing or hearing about f- for a long time. Um, with that said, you know, how, I know you and I both feel the tension of this is a good time to speak into this because everybody has paused our, the chaos and the madness of our daily lives and said, right. what has, what happened to Israel at the hands of Hamas was, horrific and, you know, unjustifiable. And it it has stopped us all in our tracks. And as a entire globe, we're in mourning and shock and wonder what to do and what's going to happen next. Um, 
And so you and I both feel that tension of like, well, this is a moment where we've all stopped and we can we can talk about this um, because everybody's interested. And yet this moment does feel a little bit different, I think. What do you think um, in terms of it's maybe bigger, more escalated, more violent? It's 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 in a, I don't know, it's different than the things that have come up yeah. over the last several decades. Yeah. So how do you as a believer say... I condemn with the strongest wording and terms possible what happened, at, you know, what Hamas has done to Israel. Right. At the same time, I would, I want to have this conversation with my brothers and sisters, and this seems like a good moment to start it. How, help me think through that because I'm certainly feeling that. I know you're feeling that a hundred times more than I am. Yeah. Um, help us think through how we maybe hold two different things in, in our hands at the same time. Yeah, um, we, we can't perfectly. Yeah. Um, I have prayed before every tweet. Are they are they so called mm. tweets? I'm not sure. Um, right. I have so what's what's uh, interestingly enough, I haven't been on Twitter X since it turned to X. I'm not on there often anyway, but I I jumped back in because of this, and uh, I think made us made a splash in in some ways, at least for for me, um, and. I know there's people who think um, think things about me, and and I've had to just kind of give that to the Lord, um, uh, and 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 I don't want to be the person. And I've read I've read as many articles as I can. I know everything's been up. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've seen the the positions um, from 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 the trusted voices, and I think that's what kind of just again. Um, Lighted a bit of, of a fire because I think, okay, let me let me try to process how to say this. Uh, I don't want this to turn into a platform and say, well, what about this and what about that, right? And because th- there is a time to mourn, um, and there's a time to just just straight out condemn. Uh, and it's interesting because many keep asking, well, do you condemn these things? And I just want to say, um, what what would you think of me? Uh, like that, that you'd have to ask a question like that, right? Um, I'm, I'm a believer. Um, forget whether I'm a pastor or a church pastor. I, I believe uh, in, in Christ uh, who has conquered death. And so uh, it's, it's interesting that that's, you know, it's what well, we want to hear you say. I'm not, I'm not sure why that's, that's the thing, but I'm saying here, of course, I want to be able to condemn. But because this didn't happen last week, I feel this burden or the, all, all these things didn't just start 10 days ago, right? Um, or, or last month, uh, because there have been voices for decades saying these things are not right, and no one has heard. No one is listening. And I know that because I, a Palestinian Christian, believe that they must be lying or believe that, that these things can be true. So I, I know the deep blindness. Um, and so so I, I want to be careful. Um, and I've been prayerful uh, to not try to turn this into something, um, a speaking point or a platform or whatever the, the, the right uh, word would be there. But also saying, as you said, people are listening. People have paused. And all I've been trying to say um, is friends. And again, I'm not speaking to uh, anti-Semites or Zionists or people who are, of course, going to have the position they're going to have. I'm trying to speak to my brothers and sisters. I'm trying to speak to the church 
that I love uh, and, and uh, the, the, the people who hold to the same gospel that, that, that I hold on to and say, brothers and sisters, um, let's condemn all the violence. Otherwise, if we don't, it's political. Otherwise, the church has just turned into another uh, political media outpost. And and I I am concerned, and again, from my experiences, that if we just condemn the one side and say that's wrong, then we are uh, very loudly and clearly saying we care about these things more. And these are earthly things. These are temporary things. These are ethnic and political things. And so I'm just trying to say, brothers and sisters, yes, let's say the things that Hamas is doing is um, it's terrifying. Uh, and I have been praying that, that they would stop. But again, I haven't just been praying these last two days, or these last two years or longer, saying, Lord, how, how, how many other teenagers need to be shot? Palestinians. Uh, hundreds and hundreds um, into the thousands over the years. And I, I see their names and I see their faces. And 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 it. Uh, so I've been mourning as well. And so this is because this is a moment, I'm not trying to say let's, I'm not trying to say anything other than friends, we represent Christ and his kingdom. Um, and I think there are some issues um, that cause us to forget that. I think this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am internally debating if we should talk about why the American church um, is sort of unquestioningly pro-Israel. I don't know if that's a helpful conversation to have right now or not. Right. Um, yeah, what I don't know. I'll let you answer that yeah. according to what you think is beneficial <laughs> yeah. or not beneficial yeah. to the body. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, it's it's an issue of context, uh, and I think it is helpful. I mean, I think um, you know to 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 be gracious to my American brothers and sisters, uh, we're all pretty uh, self absorbed. Uh, and so, you know, I think Christians in China are thinking of themselves uh, and African brothers and sisters uh, are also first thinking of themselves. Uh, and so it's, it's not just an American evangelical problem. Um, and yet, I think because of the position that America has in the world, um, it, it does kind of just uh, close them off uh, in a sort of echo chamber. Um and, and they forget global Christianity. I can't remember. Recently, we saw the stats of uh, the, the, the continents uh, with the largest Christians or something. Maybe you saw, saw that. Uh, and, and so th- there, there, there is a world uh, where Christ is building his church. It's not just in the West. It's not just in America. Uh, and uh, praise God. Let's, let's rejoice in what God is doing around the world. Um, uh, and, and yet, I think... Um, I think there are some things on this topic specifically uh, that the West has just uh, accepted uh, without even knowing it. 
And I think that maybe that's, that's, that's fair to say. And so what I've been saying is the context is, um, the, the context goes back. Uh, and context is important. I think someone told me context doesn't matter. And I said, I'm a, I'm a preacher. <laughs> context is important. We, we can't, uh, ever say the context is important when it comes to exegesis and also when it comes to looking at, at the world. Uh, I think what I've been trying to say is there are two aspects of this. Um, there's a context in Palestine, Israel, the history needs to be known to some degree. Otherwise, there, there, there's no way to be able to speak into it or to really understand what's happening. But also for the West, I think, um, I, I guess I'll, I'll say this and I'll just talk to them. I'm kind of getting lost in my mind as well. But I think it does say something that the rest of the world would recognize the challenges of Palestinians, the needs of Palestinians, and uh, where America doesn't. I think that has to say something. Uh, the entire world are agreeing on certain things. Historically, I'm not talking about now, but we're all agreeing together on, on, on some of these things that are happening. We're calling them wicked and evil and yeah. uh, uh, praying and interceding um, for, for the suffering on both sides. And yet there, there is something about uh, America and Israel uh, that has just closed off everything else. Um, and I think what's been hard for me, it makes sense um, with certain theological positions um, to to hold on to uh, Israel as a nation of God. And so, of course, there's going to be support that way. But I think I've been surprised and hurt um, with Reformed brothers and sisters who understand, I think, certain scriptures more accurately uh, to still say um, the, the things that have been, been saying. And, and so it shows that this is a, a topic that is uh, deeper than yeah, and, and again, I think for another podcast, maybe we can start a series um, and, and, and discuss uh, uh, Schofield and yeah. um, Blackstone and the history of, of Zionism and these kinds of things. But, but it, is, it is so deeply rooted, I guess I'll say that, um, that it's just not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because it is a gospel issue. Again, this isn't about politics. This isn't about... Um, morality or ethics or human rights issues, which this is, th- those are all important. We can't separate those from gospel issues. Um, and, and yet for me, um, this takes away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, when, when the church becomes uh, political, and I'll add with an asterisk, especially when, when they're uninformed about some of these things. Right. So Marwan, acknowledging, I mean, you've acknowledged that there are, you know, we are all, we're shaped by the context that we're in. We as American, North American believers are shaped deeply by our recent history, um, political views in our country, our media, just the way things are are portrayed to us that we're all ingesting. Um, and, And you have said, you know, you've stepped outside of America and you've seen a different narrative. And you wish you could convey that narrative to North American believers. Um, And I think, you know, I want to make the point here that 
I do think it's always so valuable for us as believers to listen to those who are on the ground or those who have experienced, um, you know, a different, something different, whether that's in our own country, a different upbringing, a different neighborhood, a different community, a different socioeconomic level. Like I will always say it's so good to simply listen, you know, whether Mm -hmm. we do an about face or radically change because of that listening. I think it's important that Christians say, this is my sibling in Christ and my, my family in Christ is primary and eternal. And it means more than blood. So let me listen to my brother or sister. You know, that's, that's one thing I like, I want to do with, with my podcast, but acknowledging that, you know, we are deeply shaped. We're deeply rooted. Things are deeply held. I, I would imagine the average listener to this episode is like, okay, I hear Marwan. I believe him because he's my brother in the faith. And I, you know, there's no reason for him to be lying to me right now. Um, But I feel very disoriented now, or I feel very, like, very, very confused, or I don't know, you know, you've, you've maybe loosened a worldview just a little bit or, you know, shaken it up a little bit. What would you say to that listener in terms from when this episode is over, like what next, how can they maybe do better, know more, grow in, in their wisdom and understanding of, of both context geopolitically and scripture and how then we should live as believers in this age? What are some bite-sized next steps that somebody could take to, to grow in this way? Yeah. Huh. Try to think think on that for a moment. I think we, and I would encourage that we remember Christ first. Mm. We remember what he came to do, uh, to free the oppressed, um, to rescue the lost, to conquer death. And I think if we remember and prioritize and fix our eyes on Christ, I have to trust that that will transform us more than the context that we're in Hmm. Um, and more than the ways that we've been shaped because we have been gifted with the Holy Spirit who is our counselor um, and who is our teacher. Um, I think as as I think of this topic itself, um, I wish I could remember how I've said it before, um, but we can hold on to more than one thing. Yeah. Um, we can say, we, we can be in support of a people uh, without condemning all the others on the other side. Yeah. Um, and again, that's, that's what I was, what's, what I'm trying to do. And I, I'm trying to be faithful and I've already been, you know, been pushed back on this isn't the time. But again, if yesterday wasn't the time and today is not the time, uh, and when, when, when do we say that there are crimes that are happening um, by Israel that have led to this? 
uh, doesn't excuse it. And that's where, you know, I kind of want to say it doesn't excuse the things that have happened. Uh, but, but what I've found and I've heard is that there is no space for, um, for the Palestinians to resist because everything is labeled uh, as, unfortunately, as terrorism. Now, there are clearly terrorist acts, um, but, but it, it seems that anyone who struggles, many Palestinians who struggles for their right and anyone who wants to speak for them, and say, yeah, these, these are humans, whether you're Palestinian or not, these are humans who have, have uh, been oppressed uh, in, in, in ways that no one should be oppressed. Um, and yet I'm not allowed to say that because then it seems to be that I'm against another people. What, why can't we have nuance and balance and call, again, as believers, I understand why the politicians have to say what they say. I understand why the media outlets say what they have to say. Um, I, I understand the extremists who are not believers say what they say and believe and act upon um, the, in, in the ways that they do. But as believers, um, we have a responsibility. And I think I would also say um, what you said. We don't always have to speak. Mm. We don't have to be uh, uh, opinionated or experts on every topic. There are times... And there's many times that I've stood back, and again, I'm compelled to speak because of my um, my relation on these different levels, both geographically, mm-hmm. historically, uh, experientially. Uh, being again Palestinian, who's very much pro uh, pro Israel, um, I'm, I'm mindful of the challenges of the struggles, um, yeah. and so there is a time to speak, uh, but sometimes there's not, uh, and so I think uh, I think uh, one one thing I said, you know, we we should be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, and I do, and I have been specifically. But but when I pray for that, I'm not praying for a Jew uh, alone. I'm praying for the city. I'm praying uh, for all who dwell in the city of peace that there would be peace. And I look forward to the new Jerusalem. As Christians, we are we are compelled to that. And if and if we struggle to do that, then I, I would say, uh, please. Please be mindful of biases. And again, this is hard. I'm, I'm, I'm saying these with a bit of a fatalism, uh, knowing that no one really does a deep introspection. Uh, the, the, and these things take years. Uh, but, but I think I will say that uh, words really matter. Uh, and I've been, uh, I've been burdened and concerned uh, by uh, those in the faith, like-minded theologically, who I look up to and I still trust, um, but I've said some things in the last few days and I'm just thinking that helped no one. <laughs> um, and, and it was sloppy. Uh, the, 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 the biblical foundation was not there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have a hard time putting into words kind of how to, how to, how to answer your question. I'm sorry about sure. that. No, this is all, it's hard to put words to all of this, but I, I think, you know, what you have said in terms of, of listening, um, and, and I think that's why you and I both feel willing to speak into this moment, recognizing that all that we have is from the Lord, our yeah. life, our breath, our words, our context, our background, our heritage, all that we have, you know, my friendship with you also ordained by yeah. God. I have a yeah. podcast ordained by God. And that's why, you know, right. I want to steward right. all things in a right. way that would serve the church. And that's why I think 
even though it feels um, like the timing is bad. It feels like the timing is always bad. And, but this conversation is, is perhaps Lord willing, nonetheless useful to the body in some way. And that's our desire. Um, I want to ask you one more thing, Marwan, and then of course, feel free to add anything else before we close out. Um, this, this feels a little bit more specific, a little bit more practical. Um, maybe it'll be easier to talk about then, (laughs) but the, I know that you're close to the fighting and I know that it sounds like, it sounds like from news reports that Hamas maybe even, you know, did some of the planning for this attack in Beirut, um, right. how are you, do you, are you safe where you are? Do you, are you, are you worried about this spreading in the region? Like, what does it feel to be a dad and a husband in this moment, just in terms of your family and how are you processing that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, I was, I was surprised when I saw that it's, it's, it's interesting. This, this whole, uh, this whole topic both surprises me and yet doesn't at all. Uh, and so when I saw that this took place in Beirut, my goodness, it's like, Oh, well, makes sense right uh, or or wait this this uh you know this this believer with this platform said those things like well that makes sense it's this topic and you know just like so there's both this like surprise and shock um everything is dangerous uh in this world um especially for uh, believers uh who are uh speaking and living in the light in a world that's full of darkness. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm mindful, maybe I guess it's a way to say that there are some places that are darker or more volatile. Um, and, and yet we believe in the sovereignty of God. Uh, there, there will be nothing that can happen uh, apart from his, um, his control over all things. Uh, I believe God is good. Um, and and so yeah, so I think I, I I'm mindful, uh, and there is a sense of worry. Um, you know, early in the days, I just thought, you know, what, uh, how will I speak to my boys when there's bombs outside? Yeah. Uh, how how will I comfort them at night? Um, and those things have happened <laughs> in, in in some ways, um, and. Not, not to the level of the things that are happening in Gaza right now or, and, uh, you know, across the way as well with the, those fightings. But um, I think about Lebanon with a very volatile history. The worst thing that has ever happened in this country took place while we lived here with the explosion. Our church was the closest church to the explosion. Our home um, was less than a mile from the church, less than a quarter mile. Uh, and yet God, God kept us mm. uh, and preserved us from yeah from the worst thing that could have happened here. Uh, and so, I, so I, we, we lean towards trusting. Uh, I'm mindful of my friends. I've, uh, one of our members uh, works for the UN down at the border, uh, and he wasn't able to come to church on Sunday. And, and, and so mindful of some of the things that are happening. Uh, very practically, my, my hope, uh, you know, uh, secondary to my hope in Christ, but I'm mindful of just that if things do spill over into Lebanon, hopefully they'll stay in the south. Uh, two hours away or so. Um, and so at this point, there's no real kind of concern for safety or, or threats in that way. Uh, but like a friend once said, uh, things in Lebanon in a moment can turn. Um, and so things are they're certainly not, not as, as stable um, as, as they have been. And so 
we're mindful of that. Uh, and yet we trust, we trust the Lord. Um, yeah. We think on eternity in these times more than anything. Uh, yeah. Amen. And, and, and we're mindful of Christian suffering throughout the generations. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and so that, that strengthens us. I, I think if I can just add maybe a quick closing thought. Yes, please uh, and do. Of course, if there's anything on your end as well, um, you can you can ask or follow up on. Uh, but I think as 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 I look at this situation, uh, horrific, um, terrifying, um, on so many levels, uh, I'm, I am worried that this will spread and that this won't end in in a couple of days or a couple right. of weeks. Uh, right mindful of fighting not just here but in other parts of the region and the world and what does what does this mean you know what i mean is this is this will this be a generation that's going to just live in in war and, and and these kinds of things so um i'm mindful of those things and and, and there is certainly a sense of not fear but uh, awareness um but i think I, i'm trying to encourage uh, my friends here locally uh, and those who I'm speaking with, you know, privately uh, back in, in the West, and also now you and and and, and others who are listening, um, we as Christians have been given new eyes, um, eyes that can see Christ, uh, and and we rejoice that we know that Jesus is the Son of God, uh, who was sent to this world to save us, um, to give us life. Um, but also we are mindful of things that no one else is, not because of uh, our context or my background or, or these things. We're, we're mindful of the beauty and the glory of God. Yeah. I think it's important in these times yeah. um, to remember human dignity mm. um, and to remember uh, that when... Um, When anyone dies, uh, that, that we should mourn. Um, when anyone commits sin, uh, we should we should call it sin, um, and uh, and and we should we should be a people more than others who understand the uh, the lack lacking and emptiness of earthly justice, uh, be, yeah. but but yet uh, strive for it because we have a and serve a just God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just, that's, that's what I want to remind myself. I'm not first uh, American or, or Lebanese. I'm not first a husband, I'm not first uh, Palestinian or whatever identities we have. We are first those who are in Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to let that shape us. Um, mm-hmm. Speak when we can into the things that we are confident to speak of uh, if we're not able to, let's let's stand back. Uh, let's try to um, prioritize prayer um, yeah. over um, over hot takes, mm. um, and and let's remember Christians, um, those who are suffering, uh, because we are united to them. Hebrews thirteen, right? Let's remember those who are in chains, those who are in bondage, those who are suffering, um, and there are many um, in Gaza. And Bethlehem, and Tel Aviv, and Jerusalem, and Haifa. Um, there are many right now who are going through deep suffering. And so let's not forget mm-hmm. them in these times, yeah. no matter what their ethnic uh, background is. That's really good. I think that's a perfect 
benediction to this conversation is that we are in Christ and may we behold his glory above all. And um, maybe may we be quick to pray and to remember our brothers and sisters throughout the world. Um, Marwan, thank you for your willingness to help us do that. Your willingness to have hard conversations, um, to say things slowly and with nuance. That's a rare gift. Um, and I, I really appreciate it. I'm thankful for you and your wife and your kids and your calling and your church. And uh, for those who are listening, I will be linking um, Mar- Marwan's article as well as some other resources in the show notes. So if you feel like, you know, I want to dig a little bit deeper and wonder a little bit longer, you can um, pursue those links in the show notes and, and to know more. Yeah. But thank you, Marwan. We're grateful for you and we'll be praying for you. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Until next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to All Things, where we look at current events and cultural trends through a Christian lens. All Things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now.